Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. So if you bet with Superbook this football season, they will give you a $50 bonus. If a safety is scored on a Sunday, from a punter running out of the end zone to the plain old quarterback sack, worth two points, root for chaos. Win money this fall with Superbook. Download the Superbook Tennessee app right now. Start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Every day at this time, we do the rundown. Let's go. Now, it's the rundown presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. This weekend, I will surely win $20 from Brad Carson when the University of Memphis knocks off Arkansas State. What I am not as sure about is who's going to win tonight's Chargers-Chiefs matchup in the world of the NFL. Uh, We are sure that Amazon Prime is making its debut uh, into the world of NFL tonight. This will be exclusively streamed. It's the NFL's first foray into exclusive streaming, uh, obviously. And you've got a good one. Chargers 1-0 after taking care of the Raiders. Chiefs 1-0 after making a statement, I would say, uh, at the Arizona Cardinals. Chiefs four-point favorites tonight. I believe the total, and this may have changed a little bit, John, a little bit more on top of these things than I am, I will admit. I believe the total is 54. Uh, Probably expecting some points tonight, even from Justin Herbert, who will not have Keenan Allen. That seems very important. Uh, Justin Herbert's key weapon there on the edge has a hamstring. We'll sit this one out. The big thing we'll all be watching, too, is just sort of uh, how it's broadcast tonight. Does it look any different? Amazon's gone out of its way to try to make it not look different, to try to make you feel just like you're watching uh, NBC, frankly, going as far as to get Al Michaels. We talked about Kirk Herbstreet, the college football analyst, expert as well, being uh, being put on the broadcast. This will be his first. I don't think this is – I don't believe this is his first NFL game, but will be his first full NFL season. Yeah, they, they did like the, uh, the, yeah, the, the swap. It, the, yeah. the crossover yeah. thing. The, exactly. Uh, this will be his first NFL season, though. So we'll see what he brings to the table. The big thing is going to be tonight when uh, you got to tune in. Hopefully you've got your Amazon Prime now. It's like the University of Memphis telling you about digital tickets. I'm telling you, if you don't have Prime, and to John's point, who doesn't at this point in 2022, uh, you better hurry up and get it. Uh, John mentioned earlier, uh, the sideline reporter is going to be former ABC News correspondent Kaylee Hartung. I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. She'll be taking over sideline duties. And then the pregame will be Carissa Thompson hosting. Uh, what was she formerly on? Fox Sports, right? I think I think yeah. so. I think so. Uh, she's got Andrew Whitworth, the former Rams offensive lineman, who, frankly, they're missing right now. Tony Gonzalez, John mentioned him earlier. Richard Sherman, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Remember a little Fitz magic on the broadcast as well. Maybe that'll help out Amazon there. That pregame show starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. Then you've got the game, I believe, kicking off 7:15. So should be a good one. John and I have talked about the matchup a little bit. We're both expecting Chiefs to win. 
remember here, I think this is key too, Justin Herbert's 2-0 and at KC in his career. He's going into his third season. you got to figure KC's going to try to change that tonight, not to mention the fact that you got Patrick Mahomes you know, trying to make MVP-ish statements. Excited to see if this, uh, if this Kansas City offense doesn't seem to miss a beat against a much better, much better Chargers defense, certainly much better than what Arizona showed last week. Excited to see if they can uh, stay high-octane. And again, I expect the Chargers at some point to succumb. I like the Chiefs here, and I like them to cover. Yeah. So uh, another thing that you did not mention is the uh, is the tailgate on Instagram. You didn't talk about that lead up, and maybe it's because, like me, you don't recognize any of the thirteen people who are doing it for uh, for the NFL. So it's being hosted. This is on Instagram for the game, right? And I think even before the pregame, it's the tailgate that they're doing, right? Okay. It's being hosted by a guy named Josh Richards. And, like, the way they branded it was like, um, what did they tweet? This is when it was like, I, I, I realized that I'm so old. A star-studded lineup for the Thursday Night Football tailgate, right? Catch it on Instagram and TikTok before the game. It's hosted by Josh Richards. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. I don't. Do you know who his special guests are? Do you know who Vivacious Honey is? No. Do you know who the TikTok drummer is? Mm-mm, you know I don't do TikTok. Do you know who Lil Izzy Vert is? Yeah, I know Lil Izzy Vert. Not Uzi. Lil Izzy Vert. What? Is that his cousin? No, it's a woman. That feels like he's she's stealing his name. Do you know Zeth? No. Do you know Sean's art account? These are all Instagram people and stuff I don't do. You know, you know I'm not big on Instagram and TikTok. Do you know... Aquarium Pacific, the seal. There's going to there's gonna be a seal on there, a sea lion. Yeah, but this is for kids? I don't know. Who, it's, who is it for? I don't know, brother. Uh, and uh, the, the great Hambino. You do know him, right? Mm-mm. Patrick uh, Renna from the Sandlot, the fat kid. Oh, I remember. Yeah, Sandlot, the fat kid, yeah. He's the only one I recognize on this list. They got headshots of everybody, right? Like, they got this graphic. And like, hey, star-studded affair tonight. Here's who's doing it, and like I'm like, oh my god, I don't I don't know any of these people. I don't know a single soul. Number one, it I don't know anybody. But number two, and maybe I'm too stuck in my ways, but I'm not doing an Instagram tailgate before the pregame. Like, who is going to that? What kind of? Di- I love the NFL as much as anybody. I'm a yep. diehard when it comes to le- want to know about the NFL more than just my team. But when it comes to again, I, why am I going to do a, t- a tailgate on Instagram? You know, I got I got a. I got a hard enough to I get to the I've realized I gotta get it on Instagram and do the verses. That's something I've had to get with or get hit with. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going on there to do a tailgate before pregame. And then with a bunch of uh, of folks I don't know. Yeah, you don't you don't know Emmanuel Duvernau. What about uh I think Airbud's kids on here. Yeah. A- Airbud's son. Again, more worried about what the professionals are doing up top, like Al and, and Kirk Herbstreet. They've also hi- they brought in again back to the point of trying to make this thing look like a normal NFL broadcast. They brought in the Sunday Night Football producer Fred Gaudelli. Okay, paid, paid him a ton as well. Yes, he's, he's Al's basically his man, his go-to man. Yes, so they've got him in. They're going to make this thing look just like NBC. Shouldn't miss a beat as long as you've got Prime. Yeah. Hopefully it'll go as as smooth as we know that that Memphis Arkansas State digital th- digital tickets will this weekend. Well, so Brad, so you, you were going to say you know Airbud's kid? I don't know Airbud's kid. The only one w- that I recognize I thought it was hilarious by the way, your tweet because 
I had to look at that graph that you tweeted out yesterday for 30 minutes. I did recognize one human. Which one do you think I noticed? Who, who I who I recognized? The, 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 the fat kid, kid from Sandlot. Fat kid from Sandlot yeah, is ubiquitous, mind. right? Yeah, that's the only one. Is he the only one you really like? Right out of the gate, yeah, I mean, he's there's it. nobody else that's even like uh, you know. Uh, I don't think it's your old either. I think it's just it's a pretty piss poor line. <laughs> well, it, it's yeah, not, not it's, just that. It's 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 not. About it's not us. It's them. It, it, no, well, I think that's fair. It's probably not meant for us. We have kids like that range you know, from for, though. You know the kids. You know, oh, it's, I ask you, I ask you that was for it's, the kids. It's, but like, what kids are going to be? You know, I, I don't know. I, I I truly. But this does feel like a very concerted effort by the NFL to say, hey. Let's get uh, and let's get Tucker Bud. Tuck, uh, is, Tuck, that's a dog. Yes. I think that's is that supposed to be Air Bud's kid? <laughs> Tucker Bud's in. I, again, I don't know if this is. Somebody told me that I should know this dog. He said he sent me a screenshot. He's like, "You're not that old. You should know who this is." I'm like, "Sir, this appears to be a dog." And, you know, what is a dog going to offer on a tailgate? Right? On, you're trying to pump up a promoter. Just some cringe moments, bro. You know? That's all it's going to offer. So what time are you going to log in to Instagram to watch the tailgate? Man, I will be there at 7.15 for the kickoff, okay, on the box. I, I mean, I, That's what old Smoothie will be doing. I ain't doing none of this new stuff. This makes me feel kind of sad. This makes me feel kind of sad for, like, uh, the fat kid from Sandlot, you know, because, like, this is what he's doing now. This is what he's got to, like. I think he should have looked at this and say, I'll abstain, even for his. That's what I'm uh, saying. Even for his C-level ass. But he's not. He should have abstained. That's what this I, is an F list. That's what not makes a me sad about it. Or a B it. list. Hey, let's bring in, uh, you know, the, the dog. Here comes the Tucker Bud. You, know. you say Amazon's part of this, though? Or it's just Instagram trying to drum up some stuff? The NFL. Didn't you tell me it's. The an- NFL Twitter account tweeted this. So it's NFL and Instagram. Star- so Am- Amazon, this part has nothing to do with the Amazon broadcast. A star-studded lineup for the TNF tailgate. Check it out on our TikTok and Instagram before Chargers versus Chiefs on NFL. It's going to be on the NFL's Instagram. I mean, so it's if I, I wonder was, what the NFL paid all them. That's clearly why Sandlot Man did it. If I followed the the NFL on Instagram, I would promptly unfollow them after seeing this garbage. All right, I just I saw it and I'm like, you know, th- this will happen to me occasionally. Like, I'll turn on the radio now, like, you know, if I'm listening, if I'm in the rare event that I'm not listening to 929, and I'll just turn on a, a, a different station, and I'll say, like, I don't know who this person is. I, I, don't, I don't know what who this rapper is. I've never heard a song. I've never heard of it. You know, that's the, that's, the, that's the slow realization, right? The older that you get, you're not just – because when you're, you know, when you're coming up 15, 16, 17, like, you know who all the mm-hmm. hot guys are. You know who the hot artists are. And now it's like, bro, I can't even – like when I try to make these like quick fire, you know, analogies and stuff on the air, you know, I don't even know which ones apply anymore, right? That's why you got to get with the times, John. We've lost you here since. Who's I'll the, be honest with you, since Riley's been born. Who's the Who's the biggest rapper right now? Who is it? Drake. It's still, it's still Drake. Okay, it's Drake. Who's like who's who's like the who's like? And the, you said the other thing about that is that's that's gangsta black and that's can it be and it, that's the from the can it be album in the background. You're talking about why this is special yeah. to Memphis and oh, you're talking it. about 21. Yeah. But yeah, in the back that he sampled that gangsta black back there. That's the other part of this. Who else? So Memphis ties, baby. Who else is big right now? Who else is like? If, I mean, what are we talking about? Moneybags big. What are we talking about? Do you think NLE Chopper's big? Do you think they're top? You think they're top five right now? I don't know if they're top five. Moneybags probably top five. I would say Moneybag is worldwide. Now he is probably you can't probably can't do a top five without money bag in it. What about that dude from Kentucky, uh, the white dude, Man, Jack Harlow. Harlow. I is mean, he considered he, a rapper. He is He's considered, considered a rapper. 
Is uh, Jack Harlow from Kentucky? I don't think I knew. He's I, from Louisville. Yeah. Dig that. Yeah. Dig that. But I, yeah, I mean, is he the way? Yeah, top I, don't, five? I don't know if he's top five. Bro. Nah. I don't know if I give you top five. He, he is. He is. But he's mainstream. He, he is mainstream. He's current, big time. Yeah, he's, he's current. You know, like, you, like where did Post Malone go? Did I like, did I wake up out of a coma? Is he still around? He, he around. Yeah, he around. Yeah. Okay, but he doesn't. He used to run the stuff, right? He Post Malone was like on top. He had the Iverson. Flexing on you. Now he's just like, now he doesn't have anything. He's fixing to put a new album out, though. Once he hits a new album, it'll be big again. Yeah, so that's, that's the thing. It's like, that's the, you know, I'm 31 years old now, and I, I mean, saw that. Talking, how is Lil Baby? We haven't, how would we not say Lil Baby? He is on top of the game. Yeah. Lil Baby's on top of the game. Put him there. Yeah, he is. But all You know you know who the top five are. Don't act like you're that out of touch. Drake, what Lil you Baby. To here? <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think, like, off the top of my head, like, without looking. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's got the... Who's got the like hot stuff right now, man? I mean, it's just I, we I'll, don't we don't care about your hot stuff. It's hot for you. We you're it's dead. It's cold to you. Well, you know, once Eminem stopped rapping, man, I had to get on that out. Man retired. It's sad listening to you talk about uh, music today and culture. You're just out of touch. Hold on, let's look it up. Top five rappers right now, right now. I'm not talking about all time. Drake, Lil Baby, uh, you know Kodak Black. People probably like him, huh? My kid does, and oh, they make like sure to keep it clean. <clears throat> NBA young boy, or NBA young boy and young boy NBA, two different people. Are they two different people? Uh, <laughs> bro, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you got to help me out on this one, bro. Why do I have to help you out, John? I need some help. I, what did I just Cause tell you? Because you don't know. You don't know. I don't know because I'm 45, <laughs> fool. I feel like there's like five different young boys, man. Is NBA young boy even still top five? I thought we were talking about the top here. Is he at the top? I don't think so. Okay, so there's uh, there's young boy never broke again. All right, is there an NBA young boy? There is, bro. I think I don't know. I can't keep up. There's like all these different euphemisms, man. But yeah, like I saw the graphic. It just you know it's it it comes for everybody, right? It comes for everybody. But the good news is, is at seven fifteen the tailgate's over. Tailgate with the, with Josh Richards and the dog ends, and now we can focus on the football. Jason has submitted his pick in the survivor pool this week. He is rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it's a it's a risky one to put in the survivor pool because it could go either way. This one could go either way, but I tend to. Agree. I don't think it's either way when you're at KC and you don't have Keenan Allen. Yeah, I feel I'm, pretty good about the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, I do think they ultimately do. And they owe. They owe the Chargers at Arrowhead, and so we will be, and we will be coming in here tomorrow and saying that it's Kansas City and Chiefs official, uh, Kansas City and Bills officially in the AFC. I think so. Again, you can't completely count out the Chargers because they they won't have a key weapon, and they're they're certainly capable uh, of running a, a bunch off in a row here this season. I still think they're they're right there on that next tier down, you know, with 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 a bunch of other teams. So again, you win tonight though. Like I said in the open, Justin Herbert does this without a key weapon. Uh, at at KC, go three and zero on your career at Arrowhead. Tough place to win. Yeah, I'm gonna crown you and say you're on your way to win an AFC West title. That's what I'm gonna say. Next story. Okay, uh, we talked about uh, various retirements throughout the sport of tennis. There was another one today. Uh, Roger Federer announced that at the age of 41, uh, he is calling it a career. How good was Roger Federer? Roger Federer won 20 Grand Slam titles. He finished five seasons ranked number one, um, and he was part of that era, right, of men's tennis with uh, Rafael Nadal and Djokovic, and he was oftentimes on top. Said, as many of you know, the past three years have presented me with challenges in the form of injuries and surgeries. I have worked hard to return to full competitive form, but I also know my body's capacities and limits 
and its message to me lately has been clear. I'm 41 years old. I've played more than 1,500 matches over 24 years. Tennis has treated me more generously than I ever would have dreamt, and now I must recognize when it is time to end my competitive career. 20 Grand Slam titles, Jason, that's good for third. It is it is third behind those two guys that I mentioned earlier, Nadal and uh, and the Joker. So, you know, a, a fantastic career. Although, you know, it's one of those things, like, not that I was a huge tennis guy, but, and I might be completely off base on this as a casual, but every time I feel like I was hearing about Federer, it was when he was losing to Nadal. You know, like, it felt like he could never quite get over it. Like, I don't know. I feel like his highest profile moments came in probably classic losses, right? But it felt like Nadal always kind of got the better of. Uh, amazing career. I don't want to sit here today and say that, oh, the best thing you ever did was lose to Nadal because 20 Grand Slams speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't, do you have that same, like, sort of word association with, with Federer? I'm trying to remember. Isn't that on clay where Nadal had him? Yeah. You know, and then maybe on on the on the regular courts that it was more, you know, that it was more than then it was Federer again. I stopped watching tennis regularly, you know, years ago. Uh, the thing, what I will say about Federer, I got two things. He's the epitome of class. I've never seen him in a moment where you have to say, well, that w- what was he doing? Even in even in defeat, mm-hmm. the the epitome of class. I've always considered him that, and maybe he's had those moments we all have where we've messed up or whatever. I just remember in those moments again how classy he was. Here's the other thing about Federer. Got it from Joe, uh, reading about him this morning. Joe Pampliano. Federer will end his career obviously with more than a billion dollars in earnings. We get that, but but listen to this part. He's also spent fifteen million to open eighty plus schools in Africa and donated one million to provide sixty four thousand African children meals while schools were closed due to COVID. That's a man who cares about the world around him and not just his legacy, how much money he's made. Uh, Brett Favre, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah, taking advantage of. Of that situation. I'm just saying, when I read that, I'm like, wow, this is what you want. A guy who cares about his world and looks to pick Absolutely. it up and make improvements in the places where he can. Yep. Uh, a guy who doesn't have to, clearly doesn't have to be a part of his legacy at all. But wow, what a legacy off the court in terms of the things this guy cares about. So, again, I was enlightened on Roger Federer this morning in terms of reading the other things besides the tennis accomplishments that he's done. Again, Brett Favre should take a page here in terms of you know what you do in terms of your legacy and 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 off the field and off the in this case off the tennis court was really uh was really pleased to read that about Federer how he's looked to make the world a better place not just uh, to have a great legacy in tennis. Yeah, so it was it was it was outdoor clay where that's Federer what I just had absolute nightmares. Nadal owned him on clay. That's what I mean. I, I think he. I, I'm looking at it right now. I think he won maybe once on clay uh, against Nadal, uh, which is woof, buddy. That's tough. Uh, overall. Uh, he is 16 and 24 against Nadal. Oh, you were right about him losing, though. Yeah, I mean that's just uh-huh. like that's a tough one, man. It is because like you're objectively great. You're 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 objectively one of the like three best right in this era to do it. But like, what's the first thing I think about with Federer? It's like he just could not ever beat Nadal, and he did beat Nadal, bro. It's like he didn't beat Nadal. He beat Nadal in the Australian Open. You know, like he did have high-profile wins, but, mm-hmm. you know, you just you think about the losses, man. Uh, uh, Nadal tweeted today that uh, he, he hoped this day would never come. It's a sad day for me personally and for sports around the world. It's been a pleasure, but also an honor and privilege to share all these years with you, living so many amazing moments on and off the court. 
We'll have many more moments to share together in the future. Lots of things to get to, to do together. We know that. For now, I truly wish you all the happiness with your wife, your kids, your family, and enjoy what's ahead of you. I'll see you in London. I guess they're going to have an event there in London to play. But uh, very classy. It's easy to be classy when you're 24 and 16 against the guy that's retiring, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get to pat him on the butt and say, what a great career you had. It was an honor to share all those wins with you. We've seen uh, some tennis goats retiring here. Yeah, we have, man. Some of the best. That's another sign of your mortality, right? That all the people that you sort of grew up with and grew up on or between him and Serena, that's some that's some greatness stuff. But you know, that, sure. that, that is the thing about our this era of athlete, man, whether it's, you know, Federer, whether it's Serena Williams, whether it's Tom Brady, LeBron James, even Peyton Manning, like these these athletes are giving you a long, long time, right? I mean, Peyton was well into his thirties. Uh Peyton Excuse me, Tom Brady's in his 40s, mid-40s. LeBron's 36, 37 years old. Federer's 41. Serena was in her 40s. What's crazy? I think LeBron's going to be like 38 in December. You're right. He's 37, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like slowdown. You're getting, I mean, you know, if you're a Detroit Lion fan, you got nine years with Barry Sanders, maybe 10. Yeah, LeBron's going to be 38 December 30th. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, Detroit got cut short on. You can't sit here and, and uh, you know, just lament all day that, uh, you know, because these athletes are, they're, and they're putting in 15, 20 years of work. <laughs> you know, they, they really are. It's a different time. And I guess that's just because, you know, scientific advancements, whatever. We know how to preserve bodies a little bit better in 2022 than we once did. Um, Lord, I pray that John Moran is in that class when we're all said and done. Yeah. Of a guy who played that long. There are people who wish that Russell Westbrook was not. You know, that he would just call it a career and just say, hey, man, you did a good job, but please retire. Right. He won't do it. But but some people think he should. Uh, anyway, Roger Federer is calling it a career at 41. Next story. I got one for you. Want to see if you believe it. Tell me if this is a little cap or no cap uh, part two this week. Tennessee football sugar bowl bound. At least according to Jerry Palm of CBS Sports, he's making his bowl projections right now. He's got the number 16 balls coming off of a win at uh, ranked Pittsburgh in the Sugar Bowl against Baylor. What do you think? Could it be that kind of a season? Yeah. They they would have to beat everybody except Alabama, Georgia. Right. Why not? Kentucky, Florida, that's pretty much what this question comes down to. Now, they've they've got Akron this week. And then Florida, I believe, yes, coming up after that one, then they're going to have, obviously, Kentucky. Where are you in terms of where those three are at? We just saw Kentucky and Stoops go into the swamp and get the win. In terms of ranking those three, how would you put it, and where do Tennessee's chances stack up at being at the top of them by the time it's over? I would say they're quite decent. <clears throat> I would say they're quite decent. Um, you know, Kentucky is is better than I think most people anticipated. So that will be a game. I believe they just got their leading rusher from last year back too off some NCAA stuff to go back with Cavassier Smoke, who's already out there. So yep. they're like, they're like powering up right now, yep. uh, too, coming off that great performance down at the swamp last week. Um, but again, it is in Knoxville, um, and so that is the that is the great equalizer. Kentucky's in Knoxville. So you got that date in front of you. It is October the okay. 29th. Yep, yep, yep. So you got that, and then you know, as far as Florida is concerned, I don't necessarily know what to think about them right now. Um, yeah, they beat Utah, but you know, they're in Knoxville, uh, on the 24th again, both these games at home. Yep. I don't know what to think about Florida. So I'm going to give the, I'm, I mean, the volunteers are going to be favored in that one. So I, I just, I feel like the chances are pretty damn good for Tennessee. Um, they haven't really showed anything. I mean, to go on the road at Pitt, ranked Pitt. 
some people don't think that was very impressive. I've listened to some of the, uh, the college football writers who who don't think that was maybe as impressive a win as as I did. And maybe it sounds like you too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think going on the, the road, you go on the road to a ranked team is a good uh, win, right? Uh, exactly. I mean, it's exactly. It's not an SEC what team. What am I missing here? But it's still a damn ranked team, and you still were able to get the win in overtime. Like it's yeah. not easy to do. I know for a while there, the offense stalled out. I mean, what do you expect them to put up sixty, seventy every week? You you come out of there with the win, ranked team on the road. You'll take those all day long. That's a good win. For Tennessee, and I think uh, maybe a tone setter in terms of confidence and everything else for them as they turn things after Akron to the SEC. I mean, Texas wasn't ranked, right? I mean, we still said you know to go into Texas and get that win is is it, it's hard to do, and I don't think it should be taken. I think winning on the road is hard generally, no matter what, anywhere. I mean, it's why it's why Alabama can go down to Auburn last year and barely win the game. It's hard to do. You know, especially the earlier you are in the season, and it's not like Tennessee was this juggernaut coming into the season. They weren't ranked. You know, I mean, there were people who thought they'd have a good year behind Hinton Hooker, but it's not like everybody just said, all right, this is going to be the year for them. There is nothing that suggested a preseason that they should be able to go into the Pittsburgh, uh, you know, into pit, a ranked pit, and just win. Like, you had to earn that. So, yeah, I, I think this is setting up to be that type of a year for the Vols. You have the quarterback, you have the offense, like, you got guys back on defense who are, you know, studs like Banks, so... Yeah, it feels to me like it's 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 in the cards. That's the thing is that if if they can get the sort of pressure on Richardson that Kentucky did, yeah, you handle Florida, and then we'll see what happens when you go against Kentucky. That'll be you know like John said, you got them both at your place. That'll be your chance to put your foot down as number two basically in the SEC East, and, and we'll see where you go from there. I, I I predicted it before the season. I feel probably better about it, obviously based on what we've seen. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing has been. What I've learned, at least from those three teams, where we are now, Kentucky better than I. That too. Better, better, better have your respect. Better have your hard hat ready, even even with that game in Knoxville. Kentucky's ready. Yeah. Um. So look forward to it. Next story. All right. Uh, LeBron James has uh, come out against the NBA. Um, we're just talking about LeBron James being uh, almost thirty-eight years old. He went on a tweet storm yesterday. Said, read through the Starver stories a few times, talking about Phoenix Suns owner Robert Starver, who was suspended for a year for a variety of reasons, racism, sexism, things like that. Uh, I got to be honest, our league definitely got this wrong. I don't need to explain why. Y'all read the stories and decide for yourself. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. There is no place in this league for that kind of behavior. I love the league and I deeply respect our leadership but this isn't right there is no place for misogyny sexism and racism in any workplace don't matter if you own the team or play for the team we hold our league up as an example of our values and this ain't it Chris Paul also said like many others I reviewed the report I was and am horrified and disappointed by what I read this conduct especially towards women is unacceptable and must never be repeated I am of the view that the sanctions fell short in truly addressing what we can all agree was atrocious behavior my heart goes out to all the people that were affected stronger, I think, from both, right, than, than maybe I expected. It's, I mean, they, to come out against the NBA is, is pretty strong, um, especially Chris, who plays for that team. Right. You know? Um, you notice he stopped short of saying Sarver shouldn't own the team, though. Of course. Of course. You're in a, you're in a spot because there. That would be like that would be wild. But as a former, you know, is he still president of the NBA uh, PA, of the Players Association? I know former president, obviously. You, I don't he, think he is he, anymore. He, right, I don't think yeah. so. People look to you. People look, and so if you're sitting there and you don't say anything either, you know, you you, you had to say something. He says it wasn't enough. Uh, 
you know, after reading a little bit more on this and, and in terms of this was obviously breaking yesterday, then we come on, you know, what I didn't realize at the time, and it, I, I would still tell you it's a, it's a, it's a drop in the bucket to ten million, but that's the most that could be fined of Sarver under the CBA. Okay, so I, I think yesterday part, part of me was like, well, well what's ten million going to do? Well, it's the most that Silver can do in terms of fining him. Now, can can in terms of making him give up the team like Donald Sterling because that's what this has obviously been compared to the former Clippers owner who was pushed out after what was clearly and then we have we had an audio of that right that was the other difference of that uh Silver's talked about in terms of this investigation right that what they wanted was I say what they wanted was their animus when right. Sarver was using the word now we knew from the recordings and from frankly Sterling's history that there was animus there they they were they stopped short of being able to prove it here they could not prove it here that it was yep and so I so now take it up if you can't prove animus at least in this case they say they couldn't how do you then take it to mostly white owners right and say push this guy out I thought Jeff made a great point this morning on his show with Sterling there was an op there was an incentive there for the other owners Okay, again, with this white owner, there was more money to be made with the Clippers. They were they were a disaster under Sterling. So from a competitive standpoint, man, if we can get new ownership in there, and this and Jeff made this point this morning, if we get new ownership in there, man, we stand to gain more from everything else. The NBA, what what we all learn, we stand to gain more. So so yeah, we you know we we got grace, but but we can gain from this, right? Right. Incentive financially, we can gain. Yep. Here's a deal where the Phoenix Suns are successful. You've got these white. You're asking these mostly white owners to push a guy out who's got a success, who's making them money. Yep. So it's different. Yes, it is. And then you 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 sit at this, this this standard of proof that the NBA says it has to have in this case of animus in terms of using these words, whether against women, uh, uh, black folks, everything else. They said that. We don't have that like we did in the Sterling case. So, again, you go back to Silver, who was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You could tell that was the most uncomfortable he's looked. And this is why I think most of the time when Silver comes out and makes these decisions, most of the time, and this is why those players, most of them to a man, would say he's done a good job. They love his decisions, right? They've said this is a guy that cares about us more so than maybe other commissioners. And I think for the first time in terms of the blowback he got, you had key players – uh, LeBron and others saying, no, 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 you didn't get it right this time. Right. And I think that led to that, part of the white reason why he was so uncomfortable yesterday. But, again, when you've got a group of white owners who he works for and that set of circumstances to what he said about his power to take the team away, I don't think he had it. First, you got to prove the animus, mm-hmm. right? But then were the white owners going to push out another, you know, this white owner who – at least from a money standpoint, dollars and cents standpoint, is yeah. successful right oh, now for them and that, for the league. And that, so and those that, are the differences. Well, Paul Calkins made a great point on that And it's the part. same thing with the there, NFL. There's not incentive for the other owners in this case, so it's they're the, not going to push one of their own out. It's the same thing with the NFL. It's the totally same thing with the NFL, right? And yes, the behavior shouldn't stand. Hell, we got enough people out here with money now that you shouldn't have to stand for this in the NBA. But again, you've got a group of white owners who see a success, right? Hey, we're going to be the ones to push this guy out. In this case, they're not going to do it because, again, it's there, there isn't that financial incentive like there was with Donald Sterling. Yeah, like uh, Dan Snyder's still doing it with Washington because that's a profitable you know, franchise, right? They've made the league money for however many years. Yep. He's been doing it forever. Well, in the end, Goodell, Adam, they work for those owners. Yep. They're the ones getting the say in this, quite frankly. If they if they saw a better opportunity for themselves in terms of making the Suns better, more competitive, can't do it because where the Suns are, 
I, they would have jumped on this. They would have jumped on this. And 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 here's the other thing. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't know. Like putting this, I, I heard this morning is a different take on it from Stephen A. That if 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 Chris Paul and LeBron had come out sooner, if they'd come out sooner during the investigation and said we can't have this, maybe the investigators, everybody else is feeling a little bit more pressure. Yep. Okay. And and again, I hear that. Right, I, I hear that what you're saying about, well, why wait until it's done to say you disagree with the decision with all your power? Why not say it from the get-go and maybe there's some more change? But, but I, just, I have a hard time with laying it completely at their feet when mm-hmm. this is on the owners. Right, This kind of behavior shouldn't be on them or changing. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. they, yes, they have a voice, and yes, they could have used it earlier, but this is, this is on the owners and the NBA and the status quo right now and the fact that you don't have more diversity and ownership and everything else that it is at the feet of LeBron and Chris Paul for not, you know, not crying foul earlier. That's, mm-hmm. my, that's my only thing with that take. Yeah. You know, the, I was, I, we were talking about the NFL, too. Like, uh, the the one time I can remember them actually doing something was with uh, the Carolina Panthers owner, right? Uh, Richardson. Yeah, that was him. And they still let him sell it. You know, they still let him. You know, and he and he only made I don't know a uh, billion dollars, two billion dollars. I mean, right. guy made two billion dollars on the thing. He bought it in the ninety in the nineties ninety three. For he was a Pepsi guy, wasn't he? Was he? Pepsi? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Don't don't let me get you off track there. I think he was. I thought. Um, doesn't he, matter. He bought it in 93 for $206 million, which is a lot of money, right? I mean, it's a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But by the time he was forced to sell it, he had turned $206 million into $2.2 billion. And, you know, what, less than 30 years, right? Yeah. That's insane. We got to get a we got to get an NFL team, Jason. We got to go buy an NFL team. We got to scrap. We got to get some investors. You know what I'm saying? Oh, go get one of the one one of the yeah. thirty two right now. Yeah, we got. I'm saying, bring one to buy one, bring to Memphis. No, we're not. not they're one. not putting us within two hundred miles. Another team within. No, miles we're not getting one in Tennessee. But I'm saying you're we saying gotta, we got to put our rubles together. Yeah, with Brad's twenty. We, that's and, a, that. That will help. And go out and buy the Cardinals or anybody else. You, you no, want to You want to get the, you want to get the Rams? Try to bring them low. back. Try to bring low. them back to St. Louis. So what are we doing here? They they got a good thing going out. We got to go, We got to start really low, man. We got to try to buy the Lions. You know, like we got think the dregs. Like, can we get the Jags? Jags are kind of worth something now, though. They got it. We, we need, we need, to, we need to. We can only buy an NFL franchise that uh, that has no quarterback, that has no hope, right? And that's like the Lions to me, because we can get them on a discount, right? Instead of it's in a you know, dude, the Lions are getting up off the mat. They're they're competitive. There's worse in get, the league let's not right get now. Crazy. It's in Detroit. You know what's we, that Texans franchise doing? Well, they're in Houston. Nobody, nobody cares about them. I know, but they're in that Houston. Dallas is Texas's team. Hell, it's America's team. Nobody right? cares about the Texans. We're going to pay a Texas tax on that, though. You know what I'm saying? Because it could be a destination. I want to. I want to get a team that nobody wants to play for. Right? That we're going to build through the draft. We're going to. We're going to draft really well, and we're going to turn. What do you think the Lions are worth? Just the ballpark. I, a ton, dude. I have no idea. I mean, it, it's still. It's still got to be up there. It's the. You know. The market, everything else. Uh, probably more than you think is my guess. Okay. $3 billion. That's how much they're worth. Uh, and you, do you know how much that they were paid? That they, uh, <laughs> Martha Firestone Ford paid in 90, 1964 to get them. How much? $4.5 million. So that's crazy. The system is truly rigged, you know? 
Like, how do you know? I mean, who, who would have said in 1964? I'm sure she probably, had, you know, what are you doing? Spending four and a half million dollars on a stupid football team? This is crazy. This is so dumb that you're doing this. And then you look up, and you know, 60 years, and the damn thing has thousand uh, xed. I mean, it's like it's truly crazy. Oh man, 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 man. Anyway, yeah, uh, the NBA, uh, the NBA players are not happy with the uh, uh, lack of sanctions on uh, on Phoenix uh, Suns owner. Could have made Star. the suspension longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though you couldn't, you, could, you clearly couldn't take his team away from from him in this situation with these other with these owners. They weren't going to allow you to do that. Yep. But you could have made the suspension longer. Couldn't find more either because of the CBA. We've learned. But you could have made the suspension longer. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. Uh, Ronnie Barber is going to join us at 125. We'll talk to him about the NFL games tonight, week two. Uh, looking forward to that. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 Turner you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. have a smiling face if you enlist our friends at the Live Love Memphis Group to sell your home. They're going to list your home better, price your home better, market your home better than anybody and everybody else out there. That's what they do day after day. doesn't matter what the market is doing. People need houses. So if you're looking to buy a home, you might want to make sure you're getting the best deal. That's where the Live Love team comes in. If you're selling, you might, you might want to make sure you're getting the best deal. And that is what they do. Reach out, sold at livelovememphis.com. Here's how you reach out, 901-625-5200, or you can email, as John said, to sold at livelovememphis.com. Jennifer Carsonson going to work some magic for you. That's how it feels to us on the outside. She's on the inside, and you find out it's not really magic, just like a magician. It's, it's really just uh, being a professional, being the best at what you do, right? A little uh, 
little hand movement. All of a sudden, she's making you more money than you thought you could get on your home. She'll do it for you, but you got to call her, 625-5200. Did it for me and has done it for so many others, including our man, Contar Macklin. Uh, done it for so many others that we've sent over to Live Loves because they're the best. See for yourself. Again, it's the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. All right, so week two of the NFL does indeed kick off tonight. I have three of my five picks locked in for tomorrow for Patty's picks. We went three and two week one, looking to go four and one this this week. Hopefully, ideally five and up. Um, so that is. Uh, are we not getting any? Uh, has Has Jeffrey already? He has ducked his tail, tucked his tail between his legs. He's not going to give out any college football picks this week. He will. He is already prepared. He's you know Jeffrey. He's on top of his game. He pre he taped it already. Okay, he's already taped. Yeah, that will be it. on the radio tomorrow good. morning. Absolutely love Close. it. Tight and right. So we will have that tomorrow as well as my NFL plays and the card from me. So I've got three of the five already figured out. Uh, I will give you a teaser. We're going back to the well on a team. Texans. Actually, yeah, we're we're going uh, not the Texans. I'm not gonna. Praise I, I don't. Jesus. I don't want to give it away, man. I don't want to give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. You're gonna have to tune in tomorrow at one o'clock. But this is a winning segment. So uh, if you want to win money, then you will tune in tomorrow at one o'clock. Tonight we got Chargers and the Chiefs, which will be a will it be a barn burner? I'm not sure. My sharp guys tell me that uh, without Keenan Allen, this could be a bit of a struggle for Justin Herbert. You needed your sharp guys to tell you that. Mike Williams, they like the under on his receptions. Austin Eckler, they like the under on his receptions. Who's going to catch the ball? Nobody. Justin Herbert going to be out throwing to himself. Uh, So that's something to look for tonight. Uh, It could be a bit more of a struggle for the Chargers than previously thought uh, and then the rest of the slate Bucks Saints is always interesting yeah right. yeah Saints for whatever reason say for the playoffs where the Bucks got them but Saints have had Tom's number since he's been there we'll see if it continues yeah and then uh um, I ask Rondé about that and then uh sneaky good game Sunday night you have the Bears in Lambeau taking on the Green Bay Packers you have the 1-0 Bears versus the 0-1 uh Green Bay Packers there was a stat I saw with Rodgers versus the Bears, it's pretty like I, I don't have it in front of me, but basically what it did is it painted the picture that you've already seen a million times. Mm-hmm. His dominance, right? How how damn good he is against he's twenty and seven against the spread against the Bears. Woo. Six straight covers. Uh, the, now we need we need we need the buzz to be a little bit louder. That was like a very faint buzz. That one that's a twenty and seven. That's a big buzz for the <laughs> Chicago. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the Packers have won 11 straight games after an L, and they are a perfect 11 and 0 against the spread in those 11 games. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears on Sunday night. Any guesses how many picks he's thrown in his history on Sunday night against the Bears? Uh, not very many. The answer is none, brah. None. 23 touchdowns to no picks. In six games on Sunday night football. Are you going to watch? Yeah, I'll watch. You'll watch? He's catching us at the right time. uh, And I promise you that after this game on Sunday night, we will not be coming in here and saying on Monday, does Aaron have a problem? You know, or him and his receiver is going to be an issue. This is the perfect team, the perfect opponent for the perfect time. Green Bay did this last year with the Saints. I realize, subtract Devontae Adams with it. That made last year a lot easier. But 
listen, this he's going to get on the same page with these guys at some point. There is no other alternative. Greatness has to do that. And at some point, Aaron Rodgers is going to make a receiver out of Christian Watson, who did drop a touchdown pass to start that game off. Those guys, will, they'll catch it enough, man. You can't turn Randall Cobb. You can't turn back the clock. But they got enough young guys in there. Uh, they'll get things figured out. And again, no matter how good the Bears' defense is, and it's not nearly as good this year as it's been in previous ones, when you had Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, who's now down in Tampa Bay, no matter what, Rodgers owns us. And so that's the other part of this equation. It'll be like seeing your scout team in practice again. Yes, it just will. We make him comfortable. Um, we'll see if there's some way, you know, for how long a stretch as we can make him uncomfortable. But we don't do a very good job of that. Yeah, and then uh, on Monday night we have a doubleheader, a, a fantastic doubleheader as far as I'm concerned. Wow, two barn-burning games here. We have the Titans on the road at the Bills. They are 10-point underdogs. And then uh, it's not—it's not quite a doubleheader. That's kind of a—that's kind of misleading, isn't it, Jason? Mm-hmm. Because it, you have two games going on at the same time. Apart. Yeah, it's kind of weird the way they did that, right? It is Vikings, Eagles, two one and teams that could be—I don't know—the class of the NFC, perhaps. Vikings, Eagles. Well, I won't go that far on class of the NFC, but could be, could be, we could be seeing it from both Maybe. of them. Maybe Eagles look like a certain division winner, and Vikings may be that. They've already got a uh, a notch on the belt and knocking off Green Bay in terms of winning the division. Could be. I would still put. Uh, I'd still think Bucks and Rams up there high on my my NFC. Probably. I hesitate to put. Now, nah, I guess you got to get the Vikings the nod right now over Green Bay. Yeah. But don't count out the Packers, John. Please don't make that mistake. Yeah, we we did we did that week one last year. You're exactly right. And what happened? Now, Titans Bills, that number ten. Uh huh. <laughs> Isn't this always where the Titans shine? Yes. When you are most doubting them, when you are most questioning them, and when they have opponent in front of them like this, an elite one. This is where they answer. It is. Now, I'm not predicting Titans victory, but I would not be shocked if they marched into. Uh, into Buffalo and come out of there with the win. Would not be shocked. This no, is, it would be, do. as you say, so Titans what they do. to lose to the Giants, come back, and knock now, off the Bills. If they do lose, does this signify like perhaps like the uh, the end of the era? Because this is where they bounce back every time. And if they can't bounce back this time as 10-point underdogs, will this, will this signify the end of a great, once great era? No, because like we've said, they've got the sorry Raiders after that back at the house, and then you've got two of your next three against the Colts. And so you really, if you can bounce back from what you would expect would be a loss to the Bills, if you can bounce back, take care of Sorry Raiders, hey, knock off the Colts early, you can you can take you can come close to wrapping up the division, having that lead on longs. You don't just fall off the face of the earth right there. Again, Colts are you get them in two or three weeks. So your important games are earlier and the ones for the Titans are gonna be in those in the division. So again, they can bounce back even after a loss to the Bills. I wouldn't write them off completely, although we know you will. Yeah. I, I Man, will, I can't wait. I cannot wait till September 25th. When, I've, I've already paid for when my they tickets. Play y'all. I've already paid for them. That's going to be a sad ride home. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a jubilant ride home once now, again. I told you we had in-laws uh, in town for the weekend. They were here for the Southern Heritage Classic. But then on Sunday, they get up. They're from New York. They're big Giants fans. They head on over to Nashville. And I had told them, I said, man, y'all don't feel like you're right at home. Mm-hmm. And they did, when they got back. That was the first thing they said in addition to winning the game. How crazy they were. They was like, Jason, you wasn't lying. They said the thing was packed with Giants fans. It always is. The Nashville folks should be ashamed of themselves. There is no home field advantage when you play the Titans up there. There's no loyalty. That's exactly right. They will sell those tickets and let that opponent come on in and take the stadium over. And that's going to happen again. But they won't. 
for for you guys. Yes. There for, we go. We're gonna, yes, we're going to be chanting Raiders. And but in, be, this, in this case, Bullock ain't going to miss the kick, and the Titans it's not coming down to prevail. A kick. We're yeah. not going zero and two up there in Nashville to start the year. Yeah, you are. The Raiders are winning that game, buddy. Haven't you done this enough times where you got to come in here and then apologize and eat an old humble pie? But we just have to learn the same old hard lessons year after year, don't we? Yep. I sure do. They have not beaten the Raiders in Nashville in like 10 years, 15 years, something like that. And it ain't going to change now. So, But I'm excited. I'm going to be there and loud and proud. This is the year you're going to What am I worried about, man? Am I worried about Austin Hooper going off? Eight catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. What am I worried about? You're not worried about a thing. You can't even tell y'all, me what I'm worried about. Y'all lost last weekend. You're not worried. Man, we lost to Herbert and the Chargers. We ain't worried about the Titans. The man threw three picks. Right. He did. But he, you don't worry about a thing. You're right. And the Titans have a defensive line that's pretty good, too. They have a f- solid defensive line. I don't know if you've heard. It ain't Bosa and uh, Khalil Mack, though. You know, I mean, you can you can try to sell me on that all you want. But then we get to the offensive side of the ball. Ooh, that dynamic. It's like, it's, like go- like, it's like going from a, you know, a Maserati to, like, a Pinto. With, I, the, with the Chargers and the Titans. I would take Jeffrey Simmons over Bosa and Mack on any day of the week and twice wow. on Sunday just if wow. you want to talk about who's up front. That's controversial. Nah, it's not. Jeffrey Simmons is at the top of the game. Well, the, you, you and I both know Khalil Mack is not. He look, plays when he wants to. You're getting ahead of yourself. See, if the Titans do this, then it's going to be bad news. It's going to be bad news for them on Monday night. If they're looking ahead to the Raiders game in Nashville, they're going to definitely be 0-2. Buffalo's going to handle them, and then they're going to be in a desperate situation. But uh, week two should be good. Should be a good week of NFL football. Kicks off tonight, Chargers and Chiefs. We will come back. Ronnie Barber's going to join us at 125. We'll talk to him uh, about all of this and more then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 